Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross. It is February 25th. This is Fightful Wrestling. It's our AEW Rampage and SmackDown Post Show Review brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and Blue Chew. Check both of those out and check out FightfulSelect.com. We're going to brag on plenty of our scoops there. We are within striking distance of 6,000 subscribers. I cannot believe it. Uh, what Patreon does, though, is they kick a bunch off at the end of the month due to credit card cancellation. So I'm asking you guys, I need 69. <laughs> Of you to subscribe to Fightful Select this week. <laughs> nice. I am begging for some 69 right now from our audience. That's what I'm asking for. Uh, but we're, we'll brag about those scoops a little bit later on. Can we tell everyone what happens when we inevitably close in on 20,000? What did I commit to doing? Shaving my head? Yeah. Yeah, and I said I'd, Nyla Rose is going to shave my head. Yeah, 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 she was like, I call that one. <laughs> So uh, Nyla Rose is going to shave my head at 20,000. Yeah, so uh, I, I need know. like 14,069 of you to subscribe to Fightful Select. Because 6,000 is great. 20,000 is better. So I, wanna, I want Sean to shave his head. I just complimented his haircut. He's looking fresh. Thank shave you. it all off. Thank you. I, I didn't even like my haircut. I walked out of the barber's chair today going, son of a bitch. And then, then I left a really nice tip because I'm a great person. And you know what? If you guys want to leave a nice tip for some wonderful puppers and kitties, I am on Cameo now. Uh, you can go to my pinned tweet on Twitter. I will roast you. I'll say nice things about you. If you know somebody that hates me because I blocked them on Twitter, one, they're a piece of shit. Two, troll them by getting a cameo from me. I had a ton of people uh, asking me to do like breaking news for their e-feds and video game feds. And I thought that was like the coolest shit. I thought that was so much fun. I had a whole bunch of those yesterday. 100% of the proceeds go to uh, local animal shelters in my area. 
thank you guys so much. I've had been able to do dozens of those so far, and they've been a blast. So uh, a big thank you to you guys. Uh, Ghost Roses says, like bald shaved? Uh, yeah, because if we get 20,000 subscribers, I'm probably getting a raise that's going to justify that. So, <laughs> And Eloquent says, here's money for that holiday atoot interview. That was one of my favorite interviews I have ever done in my entire life. Um, I don't think it's a big surprise. They're doing it in character. I love doing in-character interviews. No, Sean, frankly, that's how they really are. Yeah, I know. But I looked at the situation between Richard Holiday and Alex Hammerstone, and I compared it to D12's How Come. Richard Holiday was jealous of Eminem, Hammerstone's success, and he attacked Alex Hammerstone. Um, I'm telling you, watch the interview. I, I tried to explain it to Holiday as best I can. And right now, as we film this, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, is set to make his debut at GCW Welcome to Heartbreak. I interviewed him this week. It was a blast. And then I had a big one earlier this week, Killer Cross, very candid. He's going to be at MLW Charlotte this weekend. Oh, boy. Plenty of stuff there. Killer but Cross. Killer interview. I cannot believe I promoted you to doing <laughs> pay-per-view shows. Um, guys, despite that joke, please send super chats. Please send Humper Chats. If you don't know what Humper Chats are, go to humperchats.com. That is our PayPal and Streamlabs platform that can uh, that allows you to send questions before uh, before shows even air. So if you don't watch them live, but you still want your question or statement read right on the air. You can get it done there. Uh, and, of course, we thank our, our friend Luis, who is uh, on the back end doing a lot of this. Mark Quill says, already subscribed to Select. Here's a $6.90 super chat instead. <laughs> and Mark Losper says, you may not have liked how your barber cut your hair, but did he know anything about Bad Bunny? So I like Ryan Satin a lot. But I was at my local corner store, and... The girl that works there now knows what I do for a living. Like, if, if you walk up to anybody in my town, they won't have a damn clue who I am or what I do for a living, but she does. And I see her wearing wrestling shirts, so I knew it was a matter of time. So, like, the first time she ever uh, asked me anything, she was wearing a Sammy shirt, and she goes, is he nice? And I was like, what? Oh. And then I and she, like, pointed <laughs> down at her shirt, and I was like, yes, he's, he's actually very nice. But then, and I, I was like, I'm totally not posting this on Twitter. She was like, I think Hook's my favorite wrestler now. And I was like, me posting on Twitter that the cashier at my corner store thinks that Hook is the best wrestler. That ain't going to go well for me on Twitter. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that at all. But she also asked me if Cody was going to WWE. And I was like, ah, okay. Okay. Is she subscribed to Select? No, I doubt it. I was just going to say, if she wants doubt, that I information. I don't think she is, but she's very nice and uh, makes my day better. David Kennard says, hey, Sean, and howdy, Kate. Howdy. Just is wanted that to say, <laughs> Yeah, just wanted to say to Sean, thanks again for the cameo. I absolutely flexed it on my friends. They loved it and got much more positive reaction than I was expecting when you mentioned it on Twitter. Well, uh, I, I love it. I didn't know how I would feel about doing them, but uh, we've already raised a good amount of money for a local shelter. And, oh, man, that makes me so happy. Uh, uh, one more plug, guys. Uh, this Tuesday, I'll be on Fightful Wrestling Roundtable. Shaquille Missouri is uh, hosting, and it'll be myself, uh, Adam Blompied, and Denise Salcedo. 
You guys are going to love that. Make sure you check it out. Peyton Carter says, SmackDown was a rough watch tonight. Rampage was good, though. No of any jealousy from USA towards Fox. since uh, Fox has Roman, Brock, and Ronda. Raw's roster is lacking since no one is built up. Yeah, uh, towards the summer, I was already feeling a lot of that based on what Fox was getting and USA wasn't getting. I thought Denise's comparison of the Hell in a Cell situation, Kate, was perfect. It was like the sister wives arguing and going, you got a Hell in a Cell? No, I want a Hell in a Cell. Oh, we'll all just get a Hell in a Cell. Like, how could you not want more star power, Kate? Of course, and I feel like, not that the draft has truly meant anything, but around the draft, everything seemed very one-sided at after that. Like the roster seemed so heavily in favor of SmackDown that I can't imagine um, being happy with having three hours of the less star-studded show as opposed to two hours of the much, much more star-studded show. So right around then, um, I was like, that's got to be a little weird. And then I felt like that must be somewhat even worse because uh you had a champion in biggie and you gave that up and ever since then the entire raw title has been used to push the smackdown picture so i would not be happy if i had three hours of a knowingly lesser program on my station so i assume we're gonna start with AEW rampage because that's what people send super chats for although as of right now it's actually pretty even smackdown and AEW. I think there's there were things that happened on SmackDown tonight. But uh, we'll start with AEW. Matt Reichel says, watching GCW tonight on Fight, so I can't watch live. I know Kate's bangs are killer. Thoughts on TK's big <laughs> announcement on Wednesday. Uh, Kate had some, whew, she had some insecurity about her bangs. I had to I give did. her a pep talk before I the show. <laughs> They're a little, I had, I had a good session with my straightener and things are looking better but they were looking kind of rough before i'm not gonna lie i've been charging people 20 bucks for these pep talks on cameo kate like you're getting it for free like look at that an exclusive (laughs) i feel so special daniel uh, (laughs) says who should punk go after mjf um i think either moxley or brian danielson i think that could be fun i feel like that's heading in a stable direction, possibly, though. And CM Punk doesn't really have any friends yet. I would like to see Punk and Adam Cole. Um, or maybe maybe he's going to get some friends. We've got uh, Flow Pro for show saying T- TK said NDA on his announcement. What do you think it is? ROH, HBO, or Cody? I don't think it's HBO. I don't think it's Cody. Um, I don't... Uh, Jonathan Gresham being backstage at dynamite and not being on the show that that raises suspicion now i just want to make it clear i don't know and everybody i've talked to also doesn't know not like they're not talking about it they don't know um that that's about it but that leads me i'm like hmm interesting gresham's on very good terms with roh so we'll see we'll see how that is to me it feels super cardi right like yeah Bullet Club stuff makes me feel like New Japan, Impact, Gresham's there, ROH, like who the heck knows? But when he said it was big for the industry, that makes me think bigger than, I mean, my dream is for AEW to buy yeah. ROH, but I think it's sure. a super card. I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't you want that? And And I've mentioned this before, like a lot of people have questioned the ROH approach. From a pure business standpoint, if I were Ring of Honor, if I were Sinclair, 
I would probably look at that roster and quite frankly, no disrespect to them, look how many have been signed. Not that many. So what that shows you is that you didn't need to have all those people under contract because you could have booked them anyway. And if you're Sinclair, you're looking at this and you're saying, do we need to dole out this much money to draw these type of numbers? And what type of numbers will we draw if we don't have anybody under contract? Because I would argue that about 80% of the top people in ROH are still available right yeah. now. Yeah, Man. which is pretty wild. Um, and it is nice to see them. You see a good a good amount of them on impact. Gresham has been everywhere with the ROH title and he was their workhorse, but you're yeah. right in that when you say most of them could just be on an appearance basis, kind of all of them right now could just be on an appearance basis. I think they're getting back to their roots. They started as an indie and built their way to super indie to the point that they were at. They were never actually making money from what Carrie has said. So yeah, like it it seems like this was inevitable. I think Sinclair might've helped things by putting them on their television stations. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I think it would be helpful if they had either stakeholders or they're just going to run the model that they're at. Mark asks if new Japan's for sale, not that I've heard of. Um, we have Kaysen says, does TK announce what mean we're going to get a Tuesday episode of rec spec. You guys got to understand reckless speculation is the name of the show. I might do that. I'll tell you what, if I got to 6,000 subscribers, that would certainly incentivize me well, an awful well, lot. Well. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I would definitely be incentivized, but also it is the beginning of the month. So there's a good chance. Mark says, Tony Khan makes as many big announcements as me praising everyone in the past few days. Well, I appreciate you. I definitely do. Uh, I'm Lucha says, might be a hot take, but I'm more of a fan of the certified accountant part with glasses for HH, we're not, we're not, we're going incognito with Kate. It's time to play the game. (laughs) Triple, triple H. SRS, how do we get proud and powerful in the title picture? Because they deserve, uh, they deserve that loss Wednesday didn't sit well with me. Um, I would imagine that immediately after this pay-per-view, they're going to be in the title picture. I think so. I think that right now this is being used as a catalyst for Young Bucks and um, for for Indisputed Era. Daniel says, would Gresham do Terminus if he signs with the AEW? Yeah, absolutely. AEW people do Terminus all the time. Shot Kid says, if he doesn't re-sign, where do you see Claudio going and what are your top dream matches? Um, I think he would be doing New Japan slash AEW for sure. I think he is a slam dunk AEW signing. And everybody goes, they can't sign everybody. Well, they are. So there. (laughs) And that's not the solution. And I hate to, you know, you never want to see anybody's contracts end or people get released, but the solution is not, well, don't sign that guy. Like the solution is probably to let some lower hanging fruit go or to relegate them to appearance deals, which is very, very possible. So not, not the case based on what we reported on fightfulselect.com this week. That was surprising. And I, it was um, surprising to him, too. And I know that he said, well, I don't know who I told this to. Yeah, you do, buddy. Yeah, you do. All due respect, <laughs> Brian. He's a very nice guy. I've had nothing but positive experiences with him. But go look at his like tweets, guys. He liked a ton of tweets saying that he got the option picked up. How about this? I'm going to have more on it on Fightful Select this weekend, as well as a bunch more AEW news. 
Kyle well, wants I, Claudio versus Gresham. I do too. Yeah, I. You could be like Gresham versus a Yankee Candle, and I'd be like, "Let's see what happens." Like, yes, I'm just a mark for the dude. <laughs> Josh says Cody's retirement is probably bull. Yeah, I. I have not heard anything definitive about where he's going. Brendan says Rampage was really fun. It's a Saturday morning show in this part of the world, and it makes me nostalgic. Can't wait for Rosa and Britt. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Sammy versus Andrade. Um, more hearty teasing type of stuff. Like uh, Matt's getting very frustrated by all this. Um, Chris says Andrade did an amazing job taking that cutter. Uh, that he did. That was an unbelievable finish. That's what stuck out or stuck out to me the most throughout all this was him taking that cutter. And then Sawyer says, is Matt Hardy okay? I've never seen the stiff dive before. Yeah, he's all right. That was wild too. I thought this is, this is like the, the formula. You start off with something hot on Rampage because you want them to keep watching. Yeah, there were a few spots that stood out to me. The standing Spanish fly is always just like an incredible feat of human physics. <laughs> do you know who the first person is that I saw do that? Who? Paul Burchill. The pirate, Paul Burchill. <laughs> I, I, no kidding. I, I would, I read about him on the internet in like 04, 05, and they're like, there's this guy from the UK. He's like 250 pounds and he does a standing Spanish fly. And I was like, no. And I found this grainy footage. Paul Burchill was the truth. They screwed up Paul Burchill. That guy wow. was good, man. He was so good. The first but, person you saw do a standing Spanish fly was Paul Burchill. Yeah, man. And he called, I think he called it the C4 or something like that. Oh, it was very wild. good. Was Always very a very good. cool move. Um, the DDT over the ropes on the apron was insane. In this. Oh, that was. And I loved um, when he, when Sammy was stand, or I'm sorry, when Andrade was standing facing the ropes and the turnbuckle was exposed and Sammy just kicked his leg out and he went first into it. Very, very cool spot. Very unique. Um, I always appreciate when I see offense that I don't always see. And there was also just one point in it when Andrade just, hit Sammy with a, a stiff boot and he was just smiling in a way that was like, sure, evil heel smiling, but he just looked like he was having so much damn fun sure. out there. And I always love to see that. I tweeted it. I think that it's pretty funny that they tried to have so many valets with him. And then once they let him start speaking for himself, he's like, he got on track. This is the clearest path we've seen for him. I didn't think there were any moments necessarily in the match that he was going to go over, but I did feel like going into it, it was possible that maybe he was going to dethrone him. Um, I think it's going to be Scorpio Sky, but I did appreciate that. Like I had a seed of doubt about it because Andrade feels that important finally in my estimation. So just nice to see him on a clear path because he is just so effortlessly cool and so much fun to watch in the ring. So this was a, a great, great way to start the show. And uh yeah this hearty dissension man seems like he could use a brother to hang out with in these sure does of AEW. i i posted on twitter like that the response to i think it was the donald trump jr russia meeting tweet that this journalist put out and he, he said i've been working on this story for a year and he just tweeted it out that's how i felt when jeff hardy was like yeah i'm going to AEW. i'm working on that story for a week, <laughs> a week. like 
waiting until it was solid enough because everybody's assumed it's the worst kept secret in wrestling. But I've been waiting to get enough to (laughs) to post it and not piss off the wrong people. And he just blurted it out on a meet and greet interview. Oh, bless that guy. Bless him. Uh, Tremaine says, I think they can feud over who the true Spanish God is. And Jarlock says, I begin rooting against Sammy in hopes of whoever wins goes back to having the single TNT title. The two belts gimmick is getting old. Man, if I won both of those damn things, I would be running around with both of them too. Don't even care. Yeah, real good. (laughs) Normhausen says, very nice Friday to you both. Nice to see Kate in HD and her bangs look great. When the Hardy Boys reunite, will it be dream matches or a title push? Why no Fightful shirts in the front row? Connecticut is cursed. Well, I mean, you got to go to shop.fightful.com. There's several things I designed myself up there, but I think there are so many dream matches. Like, everything they do is a dream match for this division. But you've got two years worth of Hardy Boys angles with that tag division. This is how you end their career, is this. Like this. Um, I I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, even just having Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen in the same ring, like you want to throw Sting and Matt Hardy in there? Sure, of course. But like them as a singles match on that road, sign me up. That dive through the ropes from Darby today, as always, was absolutely insane. I, I can't wait. I think that's going to be so much fun. And despite the poor booking in WWE for Jeff Hardy, he was getting crazy pops wherever he went. Sure so I'm was. sure he'll be a, a very welcome addition there. Ryan says Andrade looked like a stud. Hardy doing A-plus ringside work like he's done recently. Finally, something not stale for AHFO. I know a lot of people look at Matt Hardy and they're like, what can he possibly still bring? Man, he is invaluable. I'm telling you, he's invaluable. Think of all the different gimmicks he's had that have gotten him over. Now he's he's going to probably start helping other people think of things to help them get over. I think he's going to... I think legitimately... Tony Khan should make Matt Hardy his Pat Patterson, his finish guy, his idea guy. I think that would be great. Jay says, surprise slip Gordon didn't show up on AEW as he was big on BTE a lot prior, although buying ROH uh, would open time for other wrestlers. Also, Shane can show up as the new owner of ROH and feud with TK. Well, I don't know Flip Gordon's contract status yet. Um, There's a lot. Everybody just assumed that these contracts were all up on December 31st. They weren't. There's a ton. I mean, Sledge's isn't even up yet. I know a lot of people are like, Sledge? Who is Sledge? Well, his contract ain't up yet. Um, <laughs> He's a guy Ring who of- was contracted to Ring of Honor. Yeah, He was in Ring of Honor. Uh, his deal's up at the end of the month. Um, gosh, who else? Ian Riccoboni's deal still isn't up yet. And Flip's working a lot of other dates, but uh, I think that he's probably got one of the better deals there. So... Yeah, I would think so. He was a premier talent over there. Tremaine says, the Hardy Boys would be good. I don't want see, to see Jeff die jumping on something big. I'd rather see him take a sting-like role. It's going to be the Hardy Boys. It's going to be the Hardy Boys. That's it. I don't Gro- think Jeff knows any other way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody asks if Jeff owns No More Words. No, it's not his song. It's not not his. It's... They've got obsolete and modest and a whole bunch. He's got plenty of songs that he does own. Alan says, love the content. Indubitably excited for revolution. As TK would say, nine days. (laughs) I love that promo. I love that promo. I also loved Hook coming out and beating the shit out of 
QT Marshall, who was angry. I don't want to say angry, peeved at my question on Wrestle Talk today. I was like, ask him about the time he tried to throw his phone behind his back and it, he dropped it. <laughs> he would do the Apple gimmick. And he's like, yeah, good job wasting it on a stupid question. Then his internet crapped out. Well, QT, maybe you didn't slam your phone into the ground. Your internet might work a little better. It's By true. the way, you're welcome. I'm sure Otterbox is going to hit you up for sponsorship now. There it is. Anyway, either way, hook beat that ass uh, from the Nightmare Young Boys, including one that was just like, sorry, I ain't doing this. I <laughs> loved it. Kate, uh, QT was like, oh, you don't show respect. Let me tell you. That speech, I don't know if it was intentional, but it reflected the way that some people feel about some other people in the locker room. Um, and there, I'm sure that that's a message being like passed along. I mean, maybe not on QT's part, but there are definitely some uh, some stuff there. A little subtweeting. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what'd you think of this? I thought this was great. I think Hook is being for lack of a better word, raised so well in front of us. I feel like every match he's had has shown a different strength of his. And how do you build someone beyond just kicking the crap out of their in-ring opponent after you've seen them do so against several styles? Have them do it to a bunch of guys who all have different styles, which is kind of the point of the Nightmare Factory. I thought this was an absolute blast. Um, He's just so over. And for... You know, at this point, what are we talking, like 10.30 on a Friday yeah. night? Why not? Like, how much fun is this? So I just feel like everything's been very careful and intentional with him. And um, everything's been leaning into his strengths. And that's so great. And it's just so much fun to have his real-life dad out there on commentary. That that never fails to pop me, that we get to have Taz right there. Bali Lasagna says, one day we'll have a short-lived, undefeated team of Hook and Danhausen where Hook plays a straight man against Dan Housen's nonsense, and I think that's beautiful. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. I think they have massive plans for Hook, and I don't think they involve Dan Housen right now. Well, um, Kayla Sparks had big plans tonight. Not only did she answer Serena Deeb's challenge and get her ass kicked, she got kissed by Los Lotharios tonight. She pulled a Rick Rude. Uh, Deeb rules here. Chris Rain says, love that we see new submissions every match. Uh, those submissions on the turnbuckle were awesome. That was the highlight for me. Shot Kid says, Serena Deeb, appreciation post. Wish I could watch her stretch rookies for a year. And I'd love to see her join Danielson and Mox if they team their match. First off, love the submissions in the corner. Second, yes, I would love Brian Danielson. Or, you know what? I would like it if John Moxley like gave her the nod. To me, that's like a big thing. If John Mox is like, yeah, we need her. We need her. I would love that. But how'd you feel about this segment? I loved this. I think this is perfect for um, Rampage. It's like a great segment to throw into a one-hour show. I think Serena is just absolutely incredible. She's so impressive. I really hope she wins the lady side of the Owen Hart classic stuff. Um, but this is perfect. It's a great way to have someone experienced build up credible credibility until she's in whatever picture she wants to be in, just have her keep building up her dominance. 
Um, her versus Thunder Rosa sure sounds like a dream match to me. I'll take that any day of the week. And it's just fun to see Kayla Sparks and rookies getting on television. I still, I think I said it last week. I, th- I think it would be so much fun if someone showed up as a rookie that's not a rookie, but as a rookie in AEW. Give me Athena yeah. in that spot or something like that. Just to throw her off her game. She could even still win it, but win it at 459. You know yes. what I mean? So, something fun like that. But this continues to be super entertaining. She feels like Lady Bret Hart to me. I, I love that. That's so much fun to be. Nerd Guru says, I still think AEW should revamp the idea of a Survivor Series type pay-per-view where company supremacy matters and the winning company's world title main events, the losing company's biggest pay-per-view. I don't understand that. I don't know what you mean there. But um, yeah, I mean, unless you mean like ROH versus AEW or something like that, but they've got blood and guts for their type of survival match. So I don't think they'll go there. I don't think they'll lean into that. also, I don't think that we're like that ROH is going to be on the level of cachet to, I mean, I think the first couple shows might be, but I don't think that AEW would look at that and be like, yeah, we definitely want to jump into that unless they're buying the whole thing. Brendan says, if TK buys ROH, can we get Deeb and Perrazzo for the ROH women's title? Uh, yes, Rosa Deeb is a must. I would say fat fucking chance of that match ever <laughs> happening. I would say a big old uh 0.5% chance that match ever happens. Um but I I think I bet 0.5 though you're saying there's zero, a chance. There is a chance. There's always a chance. There's it's always wrestling. a chance and if they had that match it would kick all kinds of ass. They'd probably really beat the shit out of each other. Uh Daniel says Danielson might be in the G1 climax outside of Okada. Who do you want to see him wrestle in New Japan? No wrong answer, but for me it's Takahashi. Please make Gresham versus Danielson happen somewhere. I want to see him legitimately. I want to see him wrestle Toriano. Ooh. I want to see him tie up Yano and roll him around and then kick him in the ass over and over again. Like, I would legitimately love to see angry AEW Brian Danielson against Toriano. And then, of course, Tanahashi and Okada. I kind of want to see him versus show. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. I also want to see him versus Cesaro. I want to see oh, Cesaro you, in the G1 so bad. <laughs> you mean big show, right? Big show in a new Japan ring. Yes, That's what you mean. Of That's what you mean. Yeah. Tremaine says when punk turns, could you do a faction wars with him and Deeb and another? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they would. I mean, they might uh, have him adopt Deeb. That would be, that would make sense. If, if like, Brian Danielson had his protégés and Punk's like, I've already had some of my protégés and he brings in some of them. And she gets to shave his head. No, God. (laughs) Tremaine, or actually Ryan says, slowly extending Deeb matches, building up to someone. Who do you think it will be for Deeb to lose to? TBS contender, Sheeta? I don't know, Cody? (laughs) Uh, I don't think it'll be Sheeta. I, I don't think you bring her in as a rookie. I think you bring somebody else so uh, a rookie should give her the run for her money. And then like, like, I think like you said, Athena, somebody who is a quote unquote rookie should beat her. Well, Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> yes. Well, uh, Wardlow <laughs> is not a rookie anymore. He beats the hell out of Nick Comoroto. Although Comoroto did get some offense here. Uh, Chris says the powerbomb symphony on the big man. 
Well, Sean Spears didn't like it. He said, hey, buddy, it's not getting over. I've been telling you that forever. It's not getting over. That means popular. I thought Sean Spears ruled here. And of course, Wardlow getting a win. Thumbs up. Love it. It's fantastic. Sean Spears has added so much to this Wardlow turn. He has been that shit heel that's there. While MJF is off doing this punk thing, you've got Sean Spears doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this turn, Kate. I think he's been great. I kind of have always been a Sean Spears fan back to when he was perfect tending in WWE. And it oh, just felt like he'd never found his footing for a really long time. This has been really, really good. I've really enjoyed this. I loved him hitting Camarado with the chair, but hitting Wardlow's fingers and Wardlow's reaction to that looked so real. Like that was really, really refreshing. He had some great facial expressions. I love Wardlow. Um, and he was getting huge crowd reactions too, which is a big part of this. I know I liked it in my living room, but him being like, nobody likes you power bombing people in the crowd being like, we love you power bombing yeah. people. Come on. That's such, such good heel stuff. So um, what a blast. I think this was a perfect segment for Rampage. The show moved really, really fast. Maybe too fast because the editing was bad. Yeah. <laughs> they went to commercial like 15 seconds after this match started. Um, but but perfect. This is exactly what should have happened. I think Camarado actually looked really good here. That one-armed gorilla press thing that he did looked really mm. impressive. Nice to see Wardlow pick on someone his own size here. Guys, remember, leave a thumbs up on this video. It really helps us out. Tremaine says Spears needs to give Veer some advice. Very clever. <laughs> Kyle says the Wardlow match gave me sensations I've never had before. Can't wait for him, Lee, and Hobbs to beat the beef out of each other. I'm pumped for that. I was actually also pumped for a Dan Lambert interview. But then there's no Cody reference. What, what are we doing here? Like, if you're... Come on. If one person's going to mention him, it's got to be him. Um, I mean, I, I do like that he is completely just reflecting all the dumbest fucking people on Twitter. Like, <laughs> calling him Tony Khan man and stuff like that. Like, he is those people that don't have profile pictures on Twitter and act like doofuses all the time. First name, bunch of numbers, people. Yes. He says he's going to get Scorpio Sky a title match before the winner of the Sham ladder match. So, uh, do you think that, like, did you expect a Cody name drop here? I kind of did, or just some heat about that situation in general, because he's like the heat guy to an annoying point. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought for sure there would have been something about how he ran Cody and Brandy off, but I liked this promo, which I don't usually get to say a lot about Dan Lambert because it made sense. Scorpio Sky wants a title shot. He doesn't want to be in a ladder match that he was already in and already won again. Um, Ethan Page did great in this too. He always just makes so much sense of everything. Great delivery all around. This was short and sweet, but got the job done. I was just very surprised that it wasn't more fiery, but maybe they're just trying to kind of let sleeping dogs lay. But he was the last person seen on screen with Brandy Rhodes. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Nerd Guru says your, Kate lo or your coat looks extra comfy. Oh my gosh. It was very windy and cold and icy and weird, and it is very comfy. <laughs> Joseph needs Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., don't we all? And Sawyer says, 
Yano would go over Danielson. Remember when he beat Moxley? Imagine the post-match promos. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be funny. Uh, I would hate it, though. I would loathe it. Long-suffering fans, this was their heat on Spears and Cody, or Spears for the Cody chair shot. There was heat on both of them uh, for the for for the whole situation. Ryan says, adrenaline in my soul, no Lambert words about Rhodes. Very clever. <laughs> Mark says, unlikely, but is there a chance that Cody's off limits? Jericho calling what's his name on Wednesday. Lambert not mentioning him. There's always a possibility. I'll find out if it's off limits, but I don't, I, I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised about that. Oh, Dr. Britt Baker cut a badass promo. Jesus Christ. Uh, Chris <laughs> Reigns says, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, keeping the week of fire promos going. This was amazing. She's like, yeah, you won the match. I'll admit you won the match. The one that didn't matter, but I got the shirts. I got the merch. I got the toys. I got all that. People were talking about me after the match. And it ends in a bit of gang wars. But Jesus Christ, Britt Baker, for all the people that said the title reign's been underwhelming, that ain't her fault. She's done everything that she can. She reminded you why exactly she got so over. I thought this ruled. I loved both sides of this. I loved Rosa yeah. immediately coming out and yelling at her. I don't like contract signings. I find them boring. I find them unrealistic and stupid. I don't like them. Um, this one I loved. This was very entertaining. I loved that Rosa came out with all of the fire and Britt had fire in her words, but not her delivery. She was a calm, collected champion, extremely confident, sitting back in her chair. She doesn't fear anything. And I really, really liked that about her. Um, and everything that she said, because it's actually true. I've talked about that match with people a few times and they'll be like, oh, right. Britt didn't win because it was kind of setting up her title reign. And I liked that she leaned into that. I also liked that the I's were dotted, the T's were crossed. And then Rosa just lunged across the table at her to open up the gang wars. Um, I, this was so much shorter than most contract signings. It felt more personal and i loved brit even just saying you know you could have just signed the damn papers but you had to open yes. your mouth and now i have to respond like this felt way more justified than most contract signing segments um so i i loved every second of this i thought it was so good and i loved that brit was more like an ice in my veins champion today with a ton of confidence that was really fun i uh i think they could have given rosa a little bit more i'm glad she stood tall with the title at the end the the conventional wrestling belief is always Oh, if that happens, she's not going to win it. I think she's going to win it. Tremaine asked if they're going on last. I'd be surprised. If this were double or nothing, I would think so. But for some reason, I don't think they will over Hangman and Cole. But I would love to be wrong. Especially with MJF and Punk on the card, too. I feel like those are both really, really, really hot feuds. Would love to be wrong. Van Twinblade says, hashtag love that Danhausen. Well, Danhausen popped up in the Orange Cassidy-Anthony Bowens match. Orange Cassidy uh, gets called uh, an Ellen DeGeneres looking son of a bitch, a Ryan Gosling with scurvy looking son of a bitch, among other things. And fortunately, they cut a line uh, from Max Caster's rap. Ryan says, Rampage was fun, but what was up with that rap? He hypes up that we need to listen to it. Comes out, off beats, and stumbles the delivery. Says nothing to the last line where he accuses Orange of being racist. 
then they have a comedy match. WTF. Well, they had to edit it because it had a line regarding uh, Vladimir Putin that couldn't be aired, and they wisely, that was wise. I'm sure that line was written before um, anybody knew exactly how bad things were getting over there, and obviously some bad things were on the horizon, but glad they changed that. Anthony Bowens is so goddamn good. This guy is unfreaking real. I did a feature on him, I want to say about four years ago now, uh, before he popped up on AEW or anything like that. Hunt it down. It's called uh, Anthony Bowens Five Tool Player. He can talk, he can wrestle, he's got the body language, he looks like a million bucks, he's he's exciting in the ring. Everything about this is awesome. Um, I just think he's wonderful. I gotta get him. I gotta get them winning matches. I, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for them to not be the enhancement guys to the stars. Agreed. He and Orange Cassidy, I thought, had great chemistry this Amazing. whole match. They just worked so so well together. And I also appreciated commentary pointing out that yeah. Bowens not only is fundamentally such a good wrestler, but he's so creative. He'll he'll come up with offense that you have never seen before, which is. Hard to do <laughs> when yeah. Chris Jericho and Taz are at the desk. They've seen a lot of wrestling. So I just appreciated them putting that over because he is very, very creative, so smooth. Um, and I was just impressed at, at how well he and Orange Cassidy work together. Like there's some guys that just have that thing and they have that thing. Uh, good, good call editing the rap. I also love that Orange Cassidy didn't even know he was supposed to be there for a wrestling match and the throw to it. Like, I love when he doesn't realize he's supposed to be wrestling. I also loved his bit of the rap. Um, where... I, I really liked him going, oh, wrestling? I, yeah, I'm good at that. I can beat you at that. No problem. That. Yeah. it's uh, He is so fun with that gimmick. Um, when he applies it in certain ways, like it's so much more than just the two-dimensional surface you see when he really digs into it. But this match was great. I loved this. I'm with you on the acclaimed. It's like... I don't want them to break up because I like Bowens being the, the ring work guy and Caster being the fire on the mic, though Bowen certainly sure. can speak for himself. But I also want them to start winning. They're kind of in the Eddie Kingston category to me where I'm like, I love you. You don't need to win, but I'd really prefer it if you started winning some matches. <laughs> Brendan says, imagine running a company and forgetting to sign Anthony Bowens. This match was great. It's my Felt, favorite story ever. Yeah. WWE forgot to sign him. Uh, felt reminded why I like I OC so much. Give me OC and starch. You'll get that eventually. And Van Twinblade says, about time Orge got to do a singles match again. That word to your mother was perfectly delivered. And Ryan says, OC Bowens is the type of thing that would work perfectly leading out of BBT. Super skilled workers, wrestlers in a comedy match is a no-brainer. And love that Kate Banghausen. Uh, Banghausen si uh, sounds like something completely different. Banghausen sounds like something WWE accidentally named a stable of women and <laughs> instead, but loved him cursing Caster. Yo, listen. When you say Banghausen three times, well, I tell you what won't happen. You won't get a rock hard erection thanks to Blue Chew. But Blue Chew and the code Fightful can make it happen. But just saying Banghausen isn't going to work. There's no code for that. The code is Fightful. And maybe you can't conjure one up. Maybe you're saying, hey, penis, work. 
And you're saying that three or four times. And it's just not. Well, Blue Chew gives you that confidence. And so does that code Fightful. I mean, come on. They're our longest-running sponsor. You know the drill. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works, but it works on your schedule or maybe not your schedule. Maybe you're you're in a hurry. you got to get that wiener up. But you know what? It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. It's a good time with Blue Chew. Everybody's having a good time with Blue Chew. You fill out that online questionnaire, and if you're approved, It'll ship to your door discreetly. Not a big old label that says penis stuff. Blue Chew and the code Fightful get you your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. Man, $5 shipping. Man, who wants to be the face of the revolution when you can be the dick of the revolution? Blue Chew and the code Fightful. Mark Losper says Orange Cassidy. Sean. Yeah, you heard me. I mean, there's a lot. It was just like the funniest thing to me is like when people are like, "Oh my god!" Sean retweeted one of his friends that has an OnlyFans. That's so unprofessional. I'm like, do you know the type of stuff that we advertise on our show? In fact, have you are you familiar with wrestling? Yes. Like, did you are that as well? (laughs) Remember the Attitude Era? Just kidding. Yes. Throw that. Tremaine says he's heard the Bluetooth stuff works well. That it does. Ryan says adrenaline, no lights out. Doctor Baker lost that bout. Hope there's a second woman's match on the card for the TBS belt. Love that Bowens housing. He also doesn't want that match on the buy-in. It's gonna be on the bay. I would, I, you know what? If you, if you wanted to fit something in there, a deep challenge would be good, and that's where you debut somebody. That could be really be fun. Good. I also don't hate the idea of the that bitch show title being on the pre-show because Jade is someone like Tony Khan has spoken about that spot not being a throwaway spot, like some might view it, but as something that might attract people to watch, whether you buy into it or not. Um, Jade Cargill is someone that would you would look at and be like, what, what is going on at this wrestling promotion? I'm interested. So if they're going to put that there, I don't actually hate that. I feel like that's somewhat justified. Brendan says, get blue chew or you will be cursed. Literally. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't you want to be the dick of the revolution? Long suffering fans says, was the Dr- Bridgeport crowd kind of dead? I mean, they just weren't as lively in general, but I don't think dead. Mike Preventure wants OC and hook feuding over the FTW title. Uh, eventually, I think that would happen. I think hook and OC would have a great match. Mark says, Orange Cassidy, is that AEW's Wendy Chu? Uh, that's a match I want to see legitimately. Brendan, like, does imagine intergender what? or like a mixed tag with Orange No, Cassidy. I'd like to see them have an intergender match, and I'm not big on intergender matches. Uh, Tremaine says, I'm glad the Hose Championship didn't catch on. I'm confused. The the belt design, I think that's in reference to, kind of looked like the word Hose, because the T and the B. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we did have WWE SmackDown. Now, before we get into this, reminder, this week on uh, Fightful Select, we broke news of 
Swerve Scott, Swerve Strickland, Shane Swerve Strickland um, going to AEW. And Jeremy scooped Will on his appearance on Graphicity. So yes. Tune yes. into that tomorrow because Jeremy so, won't let Will have his own moment. So Swerve Strickland is appearing on Fightful's Grapsity uh, tomorrow at <laughs> noon. I'm very excited for that. Uh, I mean, man, that that is just incredible. Uh, but we also posted news of a contract getting extended. I'm going to have more details on that on Fightful Select. But tonight, ahead of SmackDown, broke the news that Johnny Knoxville would be there, that Sasha Banks would be back. Lots of stuff over at that old FightfulSelect.com. And we, we're adding a bit of a new feature. So every week I post raw and smackdown producers as long as i can get them but now i'm adding a bunch of production notes and backstage news to that post as well so it'll be a bit of a wrap up for the week and a lot of backstage news we're just giving you value giving you value need about oh gosh let's see 66 of you to subscribe now that's it that's it guys it's worth getting a third job for i know it's mm -hmm. expensive but yes, it's only five dollars actually. What? So up. <laughs> Normhausen says, speaking of WWE botching what became the acclaimed, Caster was one of Lashley's sister. You sure you want to go there, Cody? When does Dan Housen's evil leg heal? I mean, that was he was very young in his career. He still is. He's still a baby. <laughs> yeah. well, he's in his 30s. He ain't a baby. Is he really? Yes. Oh, I thought he was like in his mid-20s. No. Nurguru says Brian stealing hook away from Taz could be great. It could, but we, we've seen Taz not necessarily highlighted as much. But we saw Ronda Rousey highlighted tonight. She came out. She was she got a great reaction for mentioning why she was gone so long. If you're gonna make her the baby face, I think it was it was important that she had this. She doesn't owe anybody an explanation as to why she's gone. You can just take time off. You can just do that. But she was like, listen, after the first time that, that I left, I broke my hand in that match. That's a shoot. She absolutely did. Then she goes, it healed up. I broke my other hand. Like, it's it sucks. Broke both my hands back to back. She goes, then after that, I have my child. And I love the pop she got for that. I was so happy. So it's like, okay, well, that explains why you're gone for three years. <laughs> uh, but... I love this promo. I thought that she did well there until she said like half a quadri half a whatever the hell. Quadrennial? Half a quadrennial. I have no clue what that is by measurement. Uh, might as well be talking French to me. But to tap out Charlotte Flair, it's like, well, okay, shit. They're going to be on night one. Charlotte and Sonya attack. This sets up Sonya versus Ronda next week. I don't think it'll even get to the ring, but I thought this was a good way to highlight Ronda as a baby face with, because I mean, she's got a real habit of being very aloof about things. Yeah. I think a lot of that can also stem from nerves. Like I think we underestimate how much like the difference between really fighting and your preparation to get in a zone versus coming out and talking to a crowd are two extremely different worlds. She seemed a lot more comfortable with Michael Cole being in there with her. And she always yeah. seems more comfortable when she's talking about things that are authentic. Like there are a lot of people that sound a lot better when they are talking about their real life experience than following the WWE way. 
Um, but some people are better at pulling off both than she is. This I felt like felt much more organic, much more natural. I hope Sonia and Ronda Rousey does happen at least a little bit. I'm thinking that ends yeah. in a DQ. I hope they let it happen. Um, I'm all for that. Sonia being MMA trained, that's awesome. I hope Shayna gets to get in the mix with Ronda at some point. That would be incredible. But this was good. I felt like this was very, very solid. Charlotte did well here too. Mark says quadrennial, recurring every four years. Super popular term. I use it every micro quadrennial. <laughs> oh, just say presidential God. term. Half a quadrennial. That Why is not. Yeah, that is not something that uh, she scripted. I'll put it that way. That is oh, boy. Patented no. WWE writing all over it. <laughs> Nerd Guru says, I enjoyed Raw far more than SmackDown, despite their lack of the main event scene. Becky and Seth have been carrying it on their back, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Nerd Guru says, SmackDown was mid. No interest in both main event matches whatsoever. I'd prefer Naomi and Sasha fight each other. Main event, Lynch versus Bel Air. But also... Vince versus Pat McAfee? What timeline is this? So it was announced that Vince McMahon is doing a an interview on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Josh's Town says, have you heard about the Vince wrestling rumors? I'd be surprised if he wrestled. It wouldn't surprise me if they set up something with Austin Theory. I mean, I would just be surprised if he wrestled because he's a billion years old. Uh, I haven't necessarily heard anything about it one way or another thus far. How many William, quadrennials is he old? That's what I want to know. I can tell you he is like 152 half quadrennials old. Uh, <laughs> William Rabb says, are we actually getting McAfee versus Vince at Mania based on the report from Post? And that's why Vince is on the show Thursday to set up the angle. I would imagine they're setting up an angle. I don't want to see Vince McMahon wrestle. Just put Pat McAfee in there with Austin Theory. That's it. I am excited for an interview. If it's a real interview, if it's a kayfabe interview, I could not possibly give a shit. I'm, I already am subjected to those once every couple of weeks on raw. I don't want to see that crap at all. Um, and we I'm got Noah. Not excited we got for- Noah saying, Hey, Sean and Kate, just wondering if I should check myself in the loony bin. Cause all the weeks left within weeks, Cody left AEW. Stone Cold might return to wrestling and Vince might take McAfee on at mania. What the heck? What do you think? We get in Vince wrestling or are we going towards McAfee in theory? I think McAfee in theory and Vince takes a spot. Like he takes a bump is my guess. I just. All right. Sure. <laughs> like that just doesn't do a ton for me. Like sure. I, I, it's, I don't feel like this is as stupendous as I've been sold. Buddy, the stuff I heard about that stupendous tagline. Like, y'all don't even want to know at one point. Y'all don't even want to know. We do want to know. No, you don't. You don't. It's because as of now. We reach 6,000 subscribers. It's just dumb, the thing that I heard. Like, okay, I, I heard that they put out a casting call for like a child actor to play a stupendous. For like, I think for probably a commercial. Joel says, please tell me they're doing my stupendous character. That Joel, I heard stop. I heard there was a casting thing for that. I don't know if it ever happened. Joel, stop putting bad <laughs> ideas in the world. Here's what happens. 
Joel predicts something bad and it happens and he's like, oh, it's because they're predictable. No, he manifests this shit. He has like some secret power, this black magic Joel, and you got to knock it off. <laughs> oh, boy. Because he uh, Mark, keeps projecting Mad Cat Moss as the Intertidal Continental I think champion. he will be. I think he will be eventually. I, well, but... now he definitely will because Joel put it out there. Yeah. Mark Losper says Vince versus Stone Cold for the Old God Y title. <laughs> uh, we got New Day versus Los Lotharios for a third time, this time with an ATV because they got toys to sell. Big E has a new four-wheeler toy. Uh, new Day wins. They have eased up on not calling them New Day. This is a good match. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Third match. I had people say, well, why are you complaining? I'm like, listen, I just said they had three matches. Then I had people say, well, they had to have a third match. It's the rubber match. It makes sense. And I go, well, then what was the point? What was the reason for the second match? Tell me. Riddle me that. Tell me that. Because it was good? All right, cool. You have good team, good matches with a lot of teams. Either way, Kayla Starks or Sparks got smooched on the cheek. Sure um, did. Good chemistry. That ATV is getting us at least three more of these matches in the future, I think. But afterwards, we get Sheamus and Ridge Holland talking that shit to New Day. I bet they're going to have a humperdoodle. Humperdoodle? Goddamn right. That's what I said, Kate. Well, what's the difference between a humper of a match and a humperdoodle? Is it humpier? Listen, or is it doodlier? I swear to God, if you don't quit doubting me. I'm not what? doubting the caliber of the match. I just I want a clear like a clear definition. We well, ain't getting it, okay? You ain't Fine. getting it. I look uh, forward to the inevitable humper doodle. Alex said, "Why did Big E threaten to murder Humberto with an ADV? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he?" Alex, answer that question. Why wouldn't he? I don't know why this sticks out in my mind, but it always does. When John Moxley was Dean Ambrose in NXT, I don't even remember why, but at one point he had chloroform and whoever was backstage goes, why do you have chloroform? And he goes, why wouldn't I have chloroform? (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. It's kind of like this. Why wouldn't I murder someone with an ATV as a super baby face? Um, The match was great. Sean, I don't even know why the first match really happened. There are no stakes here at all. Um, I'm so glad to see Kayla Sparks on my TV twice. She deserves all the Rick Rude presents yeah. that she could ever get. I I just don't know how many times an episode we can say, great in ring work, super great chemistry. Didn't why matter. is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> well, we did have a setup for Xia Li and Natalia a couple weeks ago. However, they are quick to remind us that Xia Li has been around for a while, and this is her first match. In fact, five Months ago, five months ago, she was drafted. The beginning of October, she was drafted to SmackDown. She's made a bunch of run-ins since then, and that's it. Her last match in NXT was in July. August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Seven months to debut this woman. Uh, it was a fine match. Natalia is the right person to have her in the ring with. I love the wrist clutch exploder. And boy, that wheel kick caught oh, her. Yeah. And the ref was, was like, ref leans down like, you alive? One, two, three. Yeah. She kicked her block right off. And the 
wrist clutch exploder because I just don't know. That was the suplex looking wrist thing. That's what yes, that is. Where called. you go wrist underneath the legs, then you do like the rock bottom, your nagi hold. Yeah. Throw over the head. Yeah. That's really cool looking. I didn't remember seeing that. Yes. Uh, she lays her shit in. That's for sure. Um, she's great. It's just very weird that we had those vignettes like three months ago, to your point. And now she's debuting. Um, and like, is she protecting Aaliyah? And why? Like, I'm just very. She's the protector. But like, why Aaliyah? Like, because I just she's not a so piece of shit, okay? <laughs> let it play out. I will not let it play out. And I just want to point out that in the time Zia Lee has gotten drafted till now, Brian Danielson has had 18 matches, I think. Well, listen, I think oh it makes an awful lot of sense you're defending the only white woman involved in this angle, Kate. What? <laughs> Maybe you should let it play out. All right, Max Caster, calm down over there. But I'm just saying, I think Xylee is great. This is very weird creatively. Yeah, um, your criticism is weird. Mark Losper says, so I, don't think, I don't think you guys understand how long Zaya's electric fists take to recharge. She'll be back in 2024. I would buy that. That's justification. Damn. You gave me a reason. Uh, <laughs> what kind of protector waits till someone gets their ass kicked to protect them all the time? That's not a very good protector. You suck at protecting. Anthony says, Zia Lee's been a part of SmackDown since October and just had her in-ring debut. Uh, it, by the way, we did see Aaliyah, Drew Gulak, Shayna Baszler, and Mansoor get on TV standing around watching her wrestle. Sure wish I could watch them wrestle. That'd be neat. Most of um, them, yeah. Mark says, Cody Rhodes to debut is stupendous. Nope. Nope. Tremaine says, I understand not wanting to see Vince, but he versus Sean is one of my all-time favorite matches, so I'm up for his old saggy self bumping around. Dude, that was 16 years ago. 16 years ago. I don't need to see that. James, actually, that's that's for the Sasha segment, but... Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin was supposed to happen. I actually liked a lot of this um, because I think it might be a catalyst for a happy Corbin Madcap Moss split. I think Madcap Moss got the respect of some people by dropping on his head. And as Fightful reported, he's fine. He's good. Um, there was a spot backstage where Corbin was like, way to use your head and made fun of him. For this, and Moss was like not thrilled. He was like, "Man, that it sucked." And I know that I've heard he's very eager to show people he can take that bump right. Uh, it was pretty much chalked up to tucking your chin is drilled into your head at the PC, and there was no heat on Drew McIntyre. I was told that uh, Moss was very apologetic. McIntyre seen as like a safe but snug worker. And they had their match because Corbin wouldn't wrestle. Instead, he sent his buddy who just got dropped on his skull out there to wrestle. And he got beat. Couple things. I think this should lead to a split. Second, I don't want to see McIntyre and Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. Because they drilled that into our head tonight too. WrestleMania caliber. I'm like, listen. With BlueChew.com and the code Fightful, your dick is WrestleMania caliber. 
you've got the the proof is in the pill. We can't just arbitrarily say it. You can't say, oh, my penis is WrestleMania caliber. Because it's not. Not. Not without Bluetooth, it's not. Not also, without that I mean, blue brand. If, if you want the the just mascot for a limp wiener, it's Josh's town. He says Vince is a better pro wrestler than Danielson. What did you think of Drew McIntyre's win? The direction of Corbin and Matt or Corbin and Moss and all this. Vince is a better pro wrestler than Danielson on opposites day. Josh, oh, God. your town sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't, there's no part of me that thinks at this stage of life, Drew McIntyre gives an ever living shit about fighting either of these two guys anymore. They are just beating a dead horse. If it leads to a split, great. If it leads to them shedding these awful gimmicks in that split, awesome. Get there. I don't care. I don't care. I think he, I think both of them are really good in the ring. I think Moss did show something. Um, I don't know if I love them using what should have been very close to really like real life paralysis as a part of it. And I say, I don't know. Cause I genuinely don't know. Like I, in general, like when people use real life stuff in the ring um, and I like where they went with it and he does seem to be okay. I guess there's part of me that saw that spot and was like, there's no way that guy's okay. Even if they say he's okay. He's not like it. it just, to, me, he, to me, since he is, then it's okay. Then it's okay. That's, that's fair. I just didn't like my, all, all this was, shit can hurt you. Every single that's bit of this shit can very hurt. Very true. And there's nothing that they do in there that can't lead to a concussion. So that's yeah. fair. Um, I guess, I, and I was just kind of surprised that they did. So that threw me off a little yeah. bit. Sure, fine. I don't want to see Drew wrestle these guys anymore. I'm done. I'm over it. That is not who he should be facing at WrestleMania if that's the plan. This is bad. Split them up. Have them face each other on the WrestleMania pre-show. Have Drew fight someone that is of like He's a caliber. By the way, Drew has beat Moss three times now this year. He's faced Corbin six times since 2020. Uh, Mark Enough. says, if landing on your head gets you respect, I assume Sin Cara is taking the universal title at Mania. <laughs> that is not the same thing. Uh, Mark says, Kate, Zaya is a new type, a post-tector. Hmm. See, but you read it during the Mad Cat Moss segment. So that there's synergy. I know, I know, joke. and I'm pissed about it. <laughs> well, I'm not pissed about the Sami Zayn stuff tonight. He came out, he's got his championship celebration, and Johnny Knoxville came out. And holy cow, Johnny Knoxville is freaking over. And he talked that trash, and he's like, I want a title shot. You said I could get a title shot? Anybody could? Well, I want one. I like that Sami Zayn isn't afraid of him. He's annoyed by him. And, he's, and he said, you're in my head a bit. I don't like it. BT dubs, I'm going to kick you in the face twice. I thought this was great. Johnny Knoxville saying, give me a title shot. Sami Zayn goes, no. Why would I do that? <laughs> By the way, you're annoying. This bothers me. I'm going to kick you. And he beat the shit out of Johnny Knoxville. I loved this. I thought this was, was perfect. This was really great. I'll just add two things that I liked. I loved Sami Zayn saying that this proves that there have been conspiracy theories set out against him, but that he can overcome anything. Yes. 
I thought that was gangbusters. It's not that there wasn't, it's that he overcame them. Just perfect justification for what this whole gimmick is. And I also really like Johnny Knoxville saying, you ruined my big celebration and premiere and debut. So now I'm here to ruin yours. Like calling out the red carpet stuff was, was a really nice way to say like, Oh, here's your big balloons and celebration. You should not mind. I'm shitting on yours. So um, I just thought that was, that was really fun. In addition to everything you said, just, just good promo work. And Hey, Johnny Knoxville laid in those forearms during Royal Rumble. We'll see what happens yeah. here. <laughs> Josh's town says Vince won a rumble. Brian didn't. Facts are facts. <laughs> it's true. Tremaine says, I want Sean to know I don't give a damn how long ago the match was. Take my damn money. Oh, my God. Nerd Guru says, why not throw Drew Cena for Mania a one-off? That is easier said than done, buddy. I wish they bet. I bet they wish they could. Um, and, yes, this is a troll I can enjoy, Joel, because he's giving us money. Mark says, if Knoxville wins the IC title at Mania, not sure if I should take credit for bringing it up at the end of SmackDown last week. I don't think he's gonna, but... Oh, God, could you imagine? That'd be bad. It'd be bad. Mike Sour Grips co-host certainly thinks he's going to, and it's going to be vacated, and then mm. Joel's prediction is going to come true. But I would hope they would do Sammy a little bit better than that, but I'm sick of hoping better things yeah. for wrestlers right now. Well, I was excited tonight to report on Fightful Select that Sasha Banks was back. I was even more excited. Yeah, was even more excited to see she was wrestling Shotzi, who's been dealing with an injury. I was like, hell yeah, we're getting a match. Well, it was three minutes. And Sasha looked great in the match. Shotzi looked great in the match. I need more than three minutes out of these two women. I need more than three minutes. I, You know what? I didn't necessarily need the third Los Lotharios New Day match. You could have held that off for a week or so. Like, you didn't need that. But three minutes here. Three freaking minutes. They look good, but Naomi was on commentary. That was a hilarious situation because they couldn't get the headset on her. <laughs> and they were struggling there. But Naomi came in and said, hey, by the way, we are future tag team champions we're a team again. So we get two thirds of team bad, uh, the good of bad. And then we go backstage to Megan Morant, who is scripted to say the following. I don't know what Naomi meant by saying they'd be the next tag champions, but I wanted, I wanted to do a Booker T 1998 Harlem Heat Seeker <laughs> drop kick to my monitor. She said, and again, this is not her fault. She's only doing what she's told. I don't know what that means. What? What, bro? I'll tell you what it means. It means that Naomi is going to team with Sasha Banks and vie for the women's tag team titles. Yeah. I just want to let you hang there. This is too much fun. Until you're done quacking. What the? F <laughs> Who approves that? Oh, man. So. Oh, by the way, love the team. Love the team. Team is great. Kind of. Um, Match was way too. Woman, I'm not so new to Phil. All right. I'll explain. <laughs> I think um, 
match was fine. Three minutes was way too short. We could have cut out the movie trailer that was in the beginning of this episode. I didn't need that as well as a few other things. Um, Naomi being on commentary and not getting her headset on was funny. Sailor Sasha looks like a star. She's incredible. SmackDown needs her. It's very, very clear. I like Team Bad without Tamina. Not my cup of tea, the old Tamina. I just don't... uh, Is this what's happening at WrestleMania then? This is is what we're doing with Sasha Banks and Naomi at, at Mania? Is is that because if Bailey doesn't come back in some form, that's not enough for what Sasha Banks has done for this company over the past two years. I'm sorry. Nope. Put her in a triple threat with Becky and Bianca. They have history from the last WrestleMania. They're main eventing. This is, this is not enough for what Sasha Banks gives that company. In my opinion, she is their biggest star with, or maybe slightly underneath Roman just because of the way that they're booked. But I mean, star, including crossover appeal, that's just not enough. Um, If he comes back, that changes things a little bit for me as a wrestling fan. I mean, listen, if if they win the titles, if they win the titles or something before then, and then we get like Divas of Doom, Bella Twins, somebody like that. That Lita, makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That would be, makes sense. That's cool. Um, if that's the plan for mania, that's just not enough. And Naomi, I've, I've been wanting to be a women's champion for, for years now. So I would love to see her with tag team gold. That would be great. But it just feels like to me, the play is Bailey and Sasha. Cause they were the inaugural champs and they've had a history of not liking each other. So she's got to be on one side of that for her to make sense. Obviously that's all injury pending, but man, was that a, bad bad line of of dialogue it was it was it was a bad booking for like a quick two three minute match it was a bad line of dialogue uh, as james nepper says megan morant doesn't know what nxt means that's okay we're still trying to figure it out on tuesday <laughs> it was they they just they, i feel bad for that girl because i'm sure she's talented it's just they want everybody to be robots oh sure and like when people say that this show is sponsored by better help If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. This show is scripted for kids. Kids are not this dumb. Like, that's what people need to understand, is they know what it means. They know what the exact words that you say mean. Like, come on, man. Mark says, for Joel, Tamina is greater than Nia Jax, is greater than Dead Air. And Nerdguru says... Man, I could have sworn people tried to tell me that this Naomi teaming with Ronda thing could get her to a high le- higher level, but no, she's wrestling a tag wrestler again. Or she's a tag wrestler again. I, I wouldn't say that being teamed with Sasha Banks is a, a big knockdown or anything like that. No, and she was, before the Sonya angle, just never around in anything yeah. meaningful. So I'll I'll take that it's literally something. <laughs> Mark Losper says the definitive answers of who is better than Danielson and Vince Keith Lee well Josh's town says Vince fought God Brian did not just the facts well sometimes guys it might feel like you're fighting God in order to watch some of your favorite shows because it might be region blocked when you travel well not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful unlock content from over 59 different countries you can also subscribe to stuff like Netflix much cheaper via other countries if you miss the WWE Network and want to subscribe to that under a different country instead of that Peacock stuff, well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. And right now you get a great deal and an additional month free with NordVPN.com slash Fightful with the fastest VPN in the world. Use it on all your devices. The fastest freaking VPN there is. Faster than that three-minute match. My gosh, golly. Also, it protects you from uh, the the hackers that often infest unsecured Wi-Fi. I'm about to travel a whole lot. So NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to help me out an awful lot. So uh, one of the biggest things that I want to push to you guys on this is a 30-day money-back guarantee. I know a lot of you want to try stuff out, but you're like, oh, no. What if I don't like it? Well, you know what? They'll give you your money back absolutely free. NordVPN has been great. I have loved using it. It's made me a lot safer. Always got people trying to hack me, trying to get my scoops. You ain't getting them. You ain't getting them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has them covered and protected. 30-day money-back guarantee. Fastest VPN. Access content from different countries. What more do you want? You shouldn't have pulled me off the screen that early. People love me. Roman Reigns and Brock had a contract signing <laughs> with a steel table. And you know Roman, selling son of a bitch. Yeah, Roman <laughs> says, everybody there, I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> Roman says that uh, that everybody there works for him. The announcers work for him. Even security works for him. But this followed Brock Lesnar saying, hey, you know what? If I wanted to beat Paul Heyman's ass and Roman Reigns' ass, I would do it. But I'm going to wait till WrestleMania, and I will beat both of your asses, and I'm going to get paid for it. That is the best explanation of why you're not beating him up now. I love it. And when Roman Reigns did the big reveal, even the security guards worked for me, Brock said, eh, eh, and beat all their asses with a steel table. I thought this was fine. I don't like contract signings, but you know what? They said stuff that mattered. Roman looked good. Brock looked good. I thought this was a really good contract signing. Yeah, this was good. Is that all you got? Well, cool. Long-suffering fan says, is it usual to have Paul Heyman plug house shows? (laughs) 
they're really pushing this one. I don't know why they're doing it. I'm trying to find out why they're doing it. Is it he Cody? Is... Muted. Uh, he implied that Lesnar would be losing his title at Madison Square Garden. As we learned, Bobby Lashley is no longer promoted for that show, no longer advertised for it. So Because well, he um, no longer has a shoulder, right? He has a shoulder. It's just getting repaired. But we got people asking about the unification. Ray says, with the title unification, do you think, uh, what title do you guys think will be dropped? And Jacob says, what do you guys think of the Brock and Roman unification match? Do you see the brand split coming to an end? To me, it the WWE title always stays. Always and forever. That is the one title in WWE that has never went away. The lineage has never changed. The Intercontinental title went away. Um, the, the tag team titles, the, the tag titles on Raw right now were originally the SmackDown tag team titles. Like, that's how messed up the lineage is. It's got to be the WWE title. The Universal title, as, as much as it is Roman's belt now, I don't think if you're going to unify them... I think the WWE title continues that lineage, Kate. I think so too. I just am like, how how many times, Sean, are we going to do this dance? How many times are we going to split brands? How Three many times are we going to split? But like, it seems like every two to four years, every quadrennial, I would say, which is something I say all the time. Well, I'm, um, I'm going to say it again with people saying the brand split needs to end. I covered those SmackDown shows that felt like I watched the same Dean Ambrose and Sheamus match that I watched four days before on Raw. Now they're getting paid a lot more money. Maybe it'll be a little bit different. Maybe that's why they've pared down the roster. I don't want that. I, I don't want less things mattering on the show. I really, really don't. I mean, quite frankly, do we, do we get a lot of the feel-good champions that we wanted over the last six years? Uh, if, if there aren't two titles, it's hard for me to, to think so. Josh's town says they're going to film the MSG. They film everything for security reasons. I don't know if they'll broadcast it. Mark Quill said Brock throwing a chair at one of the guards is a fun way to go into the weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. Well, too, as, Mark. yes, as we wrap up, Numlock says prediction for mania, Roman beats Brock and becomes double champ. He throws WWE a title in the trash and leave. Cody takes the title out of the trash declaring himself the new WWE champion. Uh, there is a 0% chance of that happening. No, there's a 0.5%. No, there's 0% <laughs> chance. Mark says, how could less matter at this company? Uh, by having one championship across five hours of WWE programming, one top championship. And also, are you going to do that with the women's? Because I swear to God, if I have to see Charlotte and Becky fight for it. And uh, look at how it's been whenever they've done the double title thing. Hogan and Warrior. Well, what'd they do? They immediately vacated the Intercontinental title. Uh, okay, well, they, they unified the, the, the titles like, gosh, 10 years ago? Well, they brought it back about three or four years later. They got rid of the Intercontinental title for a while. Well, they brought it right back. They went to one set of tag titles. How'd that work out? Now, they got two. They always go back. Because they're like, oh shit, nothing matters. Nobody cares about anything on this show. Leo says, it would not surprise me if WWE gives us Bianca, Sasha, and Naomi winning the titles at Mania as a way of representation. Team Bad and Bianca. I mean, they, they should just get it because they're good. 
And Tremaine says, I'm confused why part of Team Bad is reuniting. Seems like someone didn't have a plan and made up something on the spot tonight. Well, that sounds an awful lot like what happens every night. <laughs> Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Again, I have interviews with Richard Holiday, Alicia Atute. Uh, we have X-Pac. We have Killer Cross. Tons of stuff there. But FightfulSelect.com, you're going to want to subscribe to that. I greatly appreciate you guys, but I need like 65 more of you. Kate, what do you got going on? Oh my goodness, Sean. What don't I have going on? I have sour graps on Tuesday. <laughs> it's on Fightful YouTube. Um, I am also on Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast, talking all things all elite. I will be doing this show next week with Alex. You're going to get Team Kalex. Uh, because Sean is going to be schmoozing in Orlando. And we're also going to be covering the pay-per-view for you as well. Looking forward to AEW Revolution. So very busy week next week. Wouldn't have it any other way. A reminder, guys, Alex's Sour Graps will be on Saturday night as opposed to tonight on Fightful Select. But we got a bunch of exclusive interviews up there as well. Uh, guys, thank you all so much. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. We got Josh's Town says vintage fight Hogan at Mania Brothers. I really need to put these at like a five dollar minimum or something. <laughs> oh, until next time, guys, we're out. <laughs>